0: Hello, welcome to Yellow Pod Sessions, the show where I ask adults the questions my dad asked me as a kid. Today's guest is Tommy Bertelson, actor and director, Tommy Berthelsen. Uh Before we get to that, though, this episode, like all episodes, are brought to you by YourV1.com. It's an app-building site. You got an app idea, but you don't know how to build it? You got an app idea where it's a dating app, but you don't know the person that you're dating? You just... <clears throat> you just don't know. Him. Yeah that what a fun idea cuz it would be called stranger stranger dating. What a great idea. Um you but you don't want to build it? You should go to your v1.com they'll help you build this nightmare app. uh y o u r the letter v o n e.com and that will uh be it and they'll help you build this stranger app weirdo. Um anyway, here comes Tommy Bertelson. Enjoy.
1: Sharp day today's my brother's birthday, who just passed. Right. So that's a little bit of a, a heavy thing, but it For also sure. has uh, uh, um, uh, positive attributes to it. Talking with my family about my brother, yeah. and all his friends texting me because yeah. he he had slash has great friends. So you know, moving through that is a it's a good thing. Yeah, you know, so. I've
0: I've never I've I've never and and you know lost someone young. I've lost many family members. I mean, I've lost relatively young, but it's. It's amazing, the 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 not the flip side of the corner, the silver lining. That's probably putting it too uh, broadly, but like the coming together that it can do for family is also like an incredible experience.
1: It's very real. I mean, mom, my mom and my dad, who always had uh, since their divorce when I was younger, had like a very good general relationship like they never they always made it very easy on my brother and me mm-hmm. uh, going through that so they were always pushing us to spend time with the other person and very right. uh, cordial with each other very very friendly and right. affirmative of right. the relationships there was no like tension trying to pull us from them right but that said they were divorced my dad remarried it's been 20 plus years so they're not like best friends my dad's always there for her but they're not best friends however uh, after the passing of my brother like everything everything was just reset and they've gotten closer than they've been in 20 years and and it is a beautiful and important thing to see especially at this point in their lives to see how close they are together Um, and to see my stepmom sort of welcome my mom so warmly Hmm. back into like the intimate part of their lives, not sure. just like a friendly part of their lives, but as a person who is important and is there to be taken care of. It's a very good model, I yeah. think, and it's nice to have models in life. And so I'm looking at
0: that being like, That's, that is that is a good way to good live. Good for you, man. And it, and it speaks to the strength of you and your family also, because I think there are people who like that, I mean, I'm sure it can have the complete opposite adverse effect, but like, it, it takes that moment to be like, Love y'all. Yeah, totally. I mean, to- it brings you down to like your just like base. things like Live, What's happiness, life, death. Like, it's all part of it. We all gonna go through this one way or another. It's like, it just kind of, it gives you perspective. 100%. You know what I mean? And it's 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 a shitty way to have to learn such an important goal, but I think that's how you learn some of the most important shit you'll ever learn is through tragedy, through the hardest things, you know what I mean? Yes. And as long as you're willing to take things in and learn from them and you're doing the best you can, you know what I mean? It's
1: incredibly important and I I, I don't know if there'll be another hopefully there's not another thing that is this partic- this sure, challenging. I mean, it's yeah. it's about as he- heavy as it gets. However, there will be other things that are in the same genre, that are in the same ballpark yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that are in the same sport, you know, of of this and uh and you know, it is important to be taking something away from it that hopefully helps us all live further on. We got closer yeah. with my brother's ex wife. Uh obviously we want to keep a relationship with my niece. And that yep. brought all of we you know there used sure. to be a lot of tension there. And now it's it's just like board reset. You know, right. and it's a good reminder. And we're all that, family. Yes, and we're all family. And yeah. you can choose to do that reset at any time. And it's yeah. difficult. Like you get you get into small conflicts with friends or right. family and it feel you, you want to like let that fester, let right. that live right. and you realize you can reset it any time. My brother yeah. didn't have to pass away for us to reset. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it took that. But uh, you can choose to reset yeah. at any time. And uh, so maybe, maybe uh, I'll take that into the rest of my day today. There day, you go, man. That, to look at resets with people and to uh, and to rejuvenate relationships.
0: There you go, man. Yeah. And we dropped the southern accent. Yeah. And we dropped the southern <laughs> accent. It'll come on back. It'll come on back. We're right back. Yeah. You know, Tommy B, my man. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Too. I missed you. I missed been you. It's been a while. Too. It has been. Um. For those listening, it's important to know that um, Tommy and I are really good when we're put at either shortstop and third base. We don't necessarily have to be at the same position one of us can be at short, the other can be at third in softball. Left side, to, left strong side, strong side, strong side, strong side. But we're just nothing's getting through there. No, nothing's, nothing's getting, getting through, through there. there. Nothing you know will I mean? ever get through I there. I wouldn't necessarily say that us individually are the best baseball player, but, but you when put we us come together, together, and it's, it's
1: amazing. No, my that bad. that was a real highlight of uh, <laughs> of that whole experience. I mean, the the East Side softball was a highlight of uh, the spring uh, and summer season oh, for yeah. me in general. But playing with you uh, uh, at that short and third position was extremely <laughs> Fun an and best.
0: I did feel that we were good. <laughs> we were a good goddamn it. Like We had it. Down. no, yeah. this is real. I'm being real. This, is, we were goddamn good. That ball wasn't getting through. Yeah, people it. going opposite field on us, mm-hmm. they hit mm-hmm. it towards second. Keep it away from us because that's a guaranteed goddamn out. Can't handle making, it. Is. We were making <laughs> plays, we were making plays that I never thought we could make. How good does that feel to make a play? you oh playing, my God. You're playing, <laughs> playing softball with friends, no consequences whatsoever. No, There's nothing to get out of it.
1: Drinking and you and you <laughs> throw a ball and it gets to first base on time, and you feel like you just really accomplished and, and something. And like the thing
0: is, it was such a, we would play with the same. It wasn't like a league. We'd play with the same like. Thirty people, and we pick new teams every time. Some people take it seriously, some don't. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's like, and it's all friends. So like, when you would get make that play and you'd get the guy out at first, both teams would be like, "Yay!" Yeah. You know, like it wasn't like the other team being like, "Fuck!" The yeah. so one was like, "Hey, nice play, Tommy. You're a good friend. Okay, yeah. thanks, guys. Like, <laughs> You're it's a good like, friend." It's like, it's, like, it's like the best, most positive vibes ever. Yeah. Like God, if there's one thing that I could like, you know, miss a lot of things from like that kind of era of my life, as yeah. people do. But if there is one thing I could like reinsert back into my life, it'd be like that Sunday softball. Yeah. Like a guaranteed, especially nowadays where it's like guaranteed once a week, you're gonna see your friends. Yeah, yeah as you yeah. get older, it's just harder to to see everyone, and it's just we're blessed with a lot of great awesome friends yes which the we have a flip large side of that, yeah, yeah. with the flip side of that is like god I miss a lot of people yes, yes. So Sunday softball was always like a, I'm gonna see them once it, a week
1: it's so true that ha- that people t- you hear people talking about how that happens as you get older and get more involved in careers and families sure. and those things begin coming up how people drift apart and and uh, uh, time is more challenging to manage you always assume that that's absolutely true but yeah. th- it sort of creeps up on you and just begins happening yeah and uh, all of a sudden yeah, you're in it you all of a sudden you're in it and I feel like yeah. I find myself there right now. Uh, yeah. you're just all of a sudden inside. And like,
0: everyone wants it. It's like this every time I finish a bachelor party, the same thing is said by someone every time, which is, dude, we should just do this like once a year, even if like there's no one's getting married. Yeah. Like, let's come right <laughs> back. Yeah, 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 we're totally gonna come back here, dude. Let's do it, dude. Just like set up like fucking May, May <laughs> mid-May every year, dude. We're gonna Vegas, fucking come May, right baby. back to Vegas. Vegas May, we're gonna baby. we to get this fucking sweet. Back
1: in the ice cream cone. Hey, <laughs> yes, I, <I'm> the- <laughs> dude. Yes, dude. Yes, dude, exactly. I meant the ice bar. I don't know why I said the ice cream cone. I was remembering a
0: bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know those ice rooms where you like drink the vodka shots yeah. inside of like the cold rooms or whatever? I've just been to
0: bachelor time. parties where we ate a lot of ice cream. Well, so. that's cool, too. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Babies love bachelor parties. In fact, you'll have a question coming up here that's going to ask you what fa- favorite flavor goes in that cone. Oh, perfect. And I hope you're mentally I'm mentally prepared, prepared for that. I am. Cool. I am. I'm well, good. if you're ready, I'm ready, Tommy Bertelsen. That's Let's get some yellow pod Let's going. It. All right. All right. Tommy, your first question. <laughs> yeah, let it uh, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Listen uh, up, uh, listen up. Uh, up. Uh, <laughs> it. Hit Brent Hit Blair the...
1: on my shoulders with his with his like elbows <laughs> yeah. leaning Trying in to...
0: making me cry. Desperately making you cry from yeah. pain, not emotional. I know. Nothing emotional. No. Uh, take that, Brent. What's your favorite color? Ooh, my favorite color. Yeah. Sorry my real favorite color is, is red.
1: Because I have okay. red hair and because it's like fiery and because I like the color and I wear a lot
0: of black, white, and
1: Red, as you can see back there. Oh, yeah, there it is.
0: (laughs) Um, For uh, those of you just listening, on the back of his shirt, there's a red... Thing. There's a red letter. letter. <laughs> um, this is actually my girlfriend's shirt, but I wear it anyway. It's very good. Thank you. You got the body. Show it on. Oh my god,
1: got it, flam it. <laughs> uh, and I also like green. I grew up telling everybody that my favorite color was green, but honestly, uh, red is my color. It's something I'm going to stick by. It feels like a part of my identity. Sure. Redhead. I used to have um, uh, an email tag uh, under my email address. You know, it was like Tommy at theCasitasGroup.com, right. and below that, ooh, I just gave my email. It doesn't matter. And uh, <laughs> b- b- below. that that would said uh, said red hair suspenders and so much more, which is a very <laughs> annoying email sign off tag. But,
0: but that's um,
1: tight, but it's important. Don't so. ever let that go. Red hair suspenders and so much more.
0: You are here. <laughs> oh, good God! I love that. Sick. I mean, one for one. Mm-hmm. You were prepared for this. There we go. I'm ready. All right, ready. What is your number one goal? My number one goal in uh professional
1: life or personal life, the, this is you this is I mean, the way this works. This, this is how it's, this, goes. This, this is how open, this open goes. ended, baby. <laughs> okay.
0: Um Yeah, we hit you real quick with a thinker.
1: My no, my number one goal in life uh my number one goal broadly, my number one goal in life, I would say, is I'm terrified of uh ending my evolution as a person where i come from certain people sort of reach the age of like 30 and that like is their life and they yeah. stop changing and it's not right. just where i'm from i used to say that a lot i feel no, like in college that's a but but it's and it's every it's everywhere people like hit a certain age and then they just like oh this is my life this is yeah. who i am this is what i've done and that's where i'm going and they just cruise off and i think the people in my life that i admire the most are always changing and they're, you know, like lifelong learners and people who stay interested in, uh, uh, the arts and politics and learning more about themselves and figuring things out. And they're willing to like be stupid about things no matter what age they're at Mm -hmm. and, uh, willing to learn new things no matter what age they're at. And right now I still feel very passionate about life and very connected to life and very much like things are... Changing and transforming in front of me, and I think my main goal would to always feel like that, yeah. to always be changing. And then I think that if I felt like that when I was in my sixties, my seventies, hopefully my eighties, that I would think I was a, a badass for sure. Think, <laughs> well hey, you, think would, I was be. Cool. <laughs> you yeah. would be. be. I would mean, be pretty. Yeah,
0: tough. I mean, I, I think that a lot of that's cultural. Like we yeah. live in a society where it's like, and I've heard people be like, "Your, you know, your your teens and everything is for like learning, education. Your twenties are for deciding what you want to do, and then thirties and on is like doing what doing you decided." It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's doing like, what you decide. Well, fuck, dude. That's more than half my life. Hopefully, you know, like yeah. holy shit. Like, yeah. oh, I gotta make that decision now. Yes, I think. I, mean, I think we're also like generations now. Like our generation, probably the one right before us and beyond, where it's just like, nah. yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not doing that. Yes, <laughs> and people call millennials and say we suck, but I'm like, no, I just don't want to like do what y'all did.
1: Yeah, and get and get stuck somewhere. There's you yeah. know don't need to get stuck yeah, somewhere. Yeah, because I
0: don't. I think if it seems almost like it's got to be holding yourself back in a way. If 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 you aren't changing outwardly, your mind is always going. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, you're, it's always evolving inward. So inside. So like hopefully like you let that. It'll just transform into self-loathing or something. Yeah. Like it's just yeah, going to be resent. spinning about uh, uh, and yeah. be
1: spinning and aware that it's not. And changing. I of your like, life. And yes, and, yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Keep yourself interested. Keep yourself like eating things inside your head. You know, devout, or outside your or, head. Out, like like your head eating too. eating fun food. I think that's important too. I mean, yeah.
0: that's part of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like eating fucking like I don't know, like spiders. Or Number
1: something. one goal: if I could be eating fun food at seventy-five, spiders. if I could be eating
0: spiders <laughs> at seventy-five. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna write that down. Number one goal: eating more spiders. No, changing forever. <laughs> oh right, changing forever. Uh, I think that's a great goal. Cool. And I think that you will. Thank you. That's 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 you. That's Thank very you. you. Thank you, man. So you didn't, you're killing this, You I'm, got it. It's I, easy. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, shit. I'm loose. I'm loose.
1: I'm gonna get a toothpick now.
0: <laughs> no, you only got nine left. Be careful. <laughs> if you want one, god, you can have that one, was by good. the way I'm nervous. Yeah. All right, what is uh what's your favorite vacation place? My
1: favorite vacation place. Um I in my life I actually haven't taken lots of vacations. Okay. Um I didn't grow up going on vacations per se. Um I've had a lot of leisure time. I have been fortunate enough to travel a bunch. I have traveled mm-hmm. for work. Quite a bit, you know. Not as much as some folks, but uh, I'd say more than the average bear, and I'm grateful for that. So I, I've gotten to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would term as a vacation. I spent I spent a lot of time when I was younger going to San Felipe uh, from about the age of I think probably six um, through my teenage years. Where's went, San Felipe? San Felipe is down in Baja. It's in Mexico. Okay. On the Gulf side. Gulf side. Gulf side. And uh, I spent a lot of time down there with my dad and my brother and my uncle, a lot of my family are uh, firefighters. Okay. So they, uh, the firefighters and paramedics and those sorts of folks uh, have a lot of toy haulers and they fill them with uh, motorcycles and sure. quads and, and dune buggies and they head down to San Felipe and they pop coronas, they go sea-shelling out in out on the sandbars and we go to the Rockadile and
0: Shit, all sorts of bars
1: and, and, and you go there and you run around, and you eat tacos, and and you take long rides out in the middle of the desert to like small palapas where there's little bars and stuff. Yeah. And and I grew up doing that and I loved it. And uh, that where did and, you grow up? I grew up in San Diego. That's right. Yeah. So okay. just just down south. And okay. so Mexico was always so close. So I'd say yeah. that my favorite vacation spot, when I think of a vacation, that's what I think about yeah. is taking time off and and doing that.
0: When was the last time you guys when you were down there?
1: Last time I was down in San Felipe, actually, last time I went to San Felipe was in college. Okay. Uh, I went down in college with Shane Zweener. <laughs> a friend of the pod. A friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, and a dear friend of mine, uh, Shane and I went down mm-hmm. to San Felipe with Lindsey Garrett, uh, oh, also from USC. Uh, uh, Chloe Domont. Uh, who is a a young director and writer in her own rights, who we do not uh, hang out with anymore, but do uh, have connected friends with. And uh, who else? We saw Brian Jordan Alvarez down there. You ran into him uh, in San Felipe? He was traveling with his family somewhere else in Mexico, (laughs) and somehow he convinced his family to take a detour down into San Felipe to go eat a taco with his friend. I remember like eating breakfast at some beach cafe and looking Uh, off into the ocean and thinking to myself exactly that. How the hell did you convince yeah. your family <laughs> to, to take Felipe. a detour to come down to San Felipe <laughs> to see us so strange he's good um, but uh yeah I go down to Baja still quite a bit my uh, my stepmom uh is from Mexico and all my stepbrothers okay. are from Mexico and um gotcha. I like it down there so whenever I'm nearby I, I tend to take friends down to somewhere in Baja Ensenada yeah,
0: yeah. or um Mexico's great. Mexico's great, It's great. I went down to, I did like one spring break in Mexico, because yeah. I was supposed to go, my improv troupe in Second Nature in college, yeah. we were supposed to do a like, for spring break, we were gonna do like an East Coast tour of improv. We were gonna go to like like Boston schools in New York and do improv like yep. with around there. And then that trip fell through. I don't remember why, but we It's had amazing all... that they do that, by the way. Yeah. It's, that's was, a very cool thing for cool. a college
1: experience to get to be like traveling and working and yeah. doing your work, doing your, performing your that, art.
0: That, if There was one thing that my improv troop was good at. It was like that and creating like opportunities to meet other people doing improv. And there was, um, but that trip fell through, but we had, uh, we'd been gifted all this money. Someone Someone's family member donated all this money and we're like, here, we'll give it back. And they're like, no, do it, have fun. We're like, all right, we're going to Mexico. So we, <laughs> <laughs> we, went, to, we went to Puerto Penasco. And uh, we were there, and none of our phones worked. Everything we'd heard, because we we'd convinced Comitas guys, Kyle Mooney, yeah. and those guys to like come to Mexico, Nick Rutherford, Beck Bennett, yeah, uh, Josh, those guys. Duvenday and the were yeah, there. and like. But we also, we got there, no one's phones worked. We didn't know where they were staying, and we we're on this beach that was probably fifteen miles long, you know. And we're just like, well, fuck, and we're like, kind of sitting on our balcony. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I hear like on a ukulele down to the beach, someone playing Holiday Road, you know, Lindsey Buckingham. Yes. (laughs) And I look and it's Kyle and those guys. And we're just like, Kyle, and they are like, yeah. Like, they'd, oh. like, walked 15 miles. They were, like, literally at the other end. They are just oh like, we're going to walk and see if we find them. That <laughs> is a like romantic it was, cinematic moment. It was, that one is one of those, it was one of those moments, it gives me chills now, where it was just like, no way. And it was, like, the first day. It's like, we have the little trip together. Like, it was just nuts. I love that. It was that's, so cool. That makes me happy but just reminiscing like, in that story for you. That is so good. And it's amazing, like, running into a, ran- a friend in random new, uh, ran- new Mexico. Old Mexico. Yes. Classic yes. Mexico. Classico. Running into people and anywhere on the planet is funny.
1: That Larry David has has this really funny moment, If are you a Curb guy? Yeah. So there's there's that one episode of Curb where he like runs into some friend of his in some other city, and the guy's like, ah, Larry, hey, you're doing here, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh. it's like we should, uh let's go get coffee. And Larry's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no. He's like, what? Why? But we're both in the same city. He's like, we wouldn't go get a coffee if we we were were when we're in L.A. Why, why would we do it here? <laughs> no, no. Uh, which is sort of the opposite of what you're talking about. Lindsey Buckingham, I didn't know that was his track. I did yeah. not know a lot about Lindsey Buckingham until he I went to my sp- high school. Is that real? He and a legend. Um,
0: why can't I think of her name? Uh, the from Dusk. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah.
1: Uh, What's her name? uh 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 oh. My god. This, like is this, yeah, this is sexism. This is terrible.
0: We know Lindsey Buckingham but we can't think of her name.
1: Well, the, but you know what? Most of anyway. the planet can only remember her yeah, name exactly and not correct. remember Lindsey Buckingham. God, that's obnoxious.
0: Yeah, I saw anyway, they the, both went to my high school.
1: There's a there's a show, a live show that uh some friends were doing at Largo, which is basically a Yeah. comedy play slash performance w- as a cover band of um fleetwood, uh, Mac. fleetwood Mac. and i heard about this it's it's very good yeah it is very dakota good. is it dakota dakota salt's husband? Uh, husband uh taylor right um oh what's taylor's last name uh taylor he wrote it and performs in it. he plays Lindsay. i heard they kick ass Dude, he he and all of the people involved Fucking kick ass. They yeah. they are very good. If anybody's listening to this and gets a chance to go see that, uh, yeah. I sponsor uh, finding out where it's going. I think they're. I don't know if they're traveling it to New York yet or where they are in their process, but they've been doing it
0: for a while and they're very good. That's awesome. Yeah, check it out. Anything at Largo? Go check it. Just check out Largo in general. Largo. You'll uh, you'll find cool shows and Chase works there sometimes. Yep. So Look at that. Cool. You'll see our buddy, another friend of the pod. Aww. friend of the pod. Uh, all right. Well, San Felipe. San Felipe. <laughs> All are right. these answers too long? Or are we no? This is, per- okay. this is right. the whole. This is the whole point of this, this is the damn deal. thing. Is that we just go on tangents that make no sense. All right. Um, all right. Ready. Mm-hmm. Number two goal. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: the, if I didn't know that was written down, I'd feel like you were cheating right now. was like number
0: one goal. Um. <laughs> yeah. all, right, all right. Next question. Number t- two <laughs> yeah. goal. Keep giving me goals so one of them fucking makes sense, dude.
1: Okay. So my number one goal was about uh, continuing to uh, evolve, continuing to evolve, and always changing. Mm-hmm. Number two goal. Number two goal. <laughs> my number two goal would probably be more work related. Sure. I guess. I mean, there would be so many things I wanna. I wanna be more. I'm. You know what? Not work related. You know what? I'm sick of doing is reacting to things too quickly. Sure. I'm 33 years old and I still have uh, uh, do not have a strong control over my impulses. If I feel uh, whether it's positive or negative, if I feel sure. like overly excited. I dive in deep and I assume the best and I get rolling. And if sure. I'm upset or feel offended, uh, you know, I, I'm not the guy who goes around throwing plates or something. I'm not an insane individual, but I'll respond immediately. Like, yeah. if, tell somebody how I feel about what they just said to me. And I just wish I would shut up for 60 seconds after any time I felt anything over the level of five, whether it was happiness uh, or, or, or something related to feeling disgruntled. I wish I would just pause for 60 seconds and process that longer. And I'm disappointed that I'm, at the age I'm at, and I'm still working on that, but I think that's pretty natural, and I'm glad I'm thinking about it. So my number two goals to, yeah, it would be to uh, uh, react less quickly to basically
0: everything. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, look the the flip side of the coin is that you're like an, an emotionally available human. Yes. So I, that's cool. Yes. That so is like cool. that's I good, and especially you. in in your line of work, yes. man, acting, directing, all stuff, that's yeah. important. Yes. But yeah, the the reactor being so reactive. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's that's that's, and being more thoughtful. And yeah.
1: Yeah. And that and because, you know, what, it doesn't take a lot of energy for me to be the reactive, emotionally available person. Right. Like I just do that. And the work would be to be the more patient iteration of myself. And I think that translates in into the work, especially because right now, I guess also related to the number two goal is I've recently started. Working on projects that are much more personal, right? Okay. So I've I've only directed other people's work. I've done like rewrites on projects that I was directing, but uh, nothing came from me. I was, you know, when we when I was doing theater, I was working with the greats mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and doing projects from, from existing, uh, uh, uh texts from the canon and then, uh, all the movies that I've done, uh, the shorts or the features were all written by other individuals, at least initially, even if I did a pass over them. And, uh, now my, 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 work is getting more personal and that cool. that is really challenging and i think that's good and that's i <laughs> and i want that that is my number two goal is to become a little less precious with my work and a little more prolific with this work and it's it's hard when i'm doing the writing and the sort of generating so like the writing and the directing right. um uh so i'd like to i'd like to continue on that front that the lesson
0: treating uh I've been I write as well writing of and can. it's just like uh, it's so hard to make everything less precious. Yes, yes, <laughs> like it really is. The first thing I wrote ever it was like a, six months out of college. Yeah. Mickey Meyer, Ross Bouch, yeah, and I. Yeah. Uh, Mickey had been uh, someone in the family, I think it was, had been like, hey, why don't you guys write a college movie like straight to DVD? We want to like me and my friends. We want to get in on this, try to make some money. So yeah. will you guys write this? We're like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> And so we like, kind of came up with the idea, and then it became mine to write. And so I wrote my first feature, having never written anything other than like a sketch that wasn't funny in my entire <laughs> life. So I wrote this thing and this is like no bullshit, it was 260 pages. <laughs> like, Holy and shit. Like, and I was like, and then I like read other screenplays, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Like I wrote like a three part epic. <laughs> You're like, this one's uh, only 90 pages, yeah. <laughs> where's everything else? <laughs> yeah. I was like, but I can't get rid of the scene with like the roots, yeah, you know, like it was all just like, but i like, and I literally would try cutting it down. I was like, it's too much for yeah. me. Like it was just like overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, being able to take a step back. But you want it to be, like, you. And like yeah. you were saying, like, you want it to be more personal. Yeah. That's what this whole thing is, is being, like, a being an artist, if I can use that word here. Yes. You know, yes. it's like you want it to be you. It's more fulfilling. It's the whole point of all of this. And but it's, then and, there's the paralysis of tough. integrity when, when
1: you're feeling like it's so you. And I think that my Correct. particular issue is is less of being precious, like having written it all out and being unwilling to kill your darlings and, and pull things out of it. When I'm writing, I'll just I'll, – Stare at my computer. I mean, I keep oh, yeah. strict office hours. I mean, yeah, I am yeah. fucking there. Yeah. But I will stare sure. at that computer for seven hours. Correct. And start and then erase mm-hmm. and stop. And I don't let myself like just like flow into it enough. I'm too the paralysis of integrity, wanting it to be right or to be perfect or to be right. sure that I'm doing. But it's all, I, I'm
0: so well aware after all the time, this is all right.
1: part of a process. Oh. And yet I don't let myself dive into the process. And also
0: one <laughs> thing that's tough is also like, you want it to be you. But the the hard thing I think for the individual, like for that I find for myself, that you might find for yourself also yes. is like, you want to make sure you're writing your truth. Yes. N- and, and but not you don't want to be writing how you want people to perceive you. Yes. It's very easy to be like, "I'm writing my story and be like, "Well, I want people to think this about me." and all yes. of a sudden you're not writing your story. Yes. And all of a sudden you're writing a version of yourself or something yes. you know what I mean? So it's tough. like that kind of nakedness when you're writing is like that's
1: tough yes. and
0: but the good thing, and I think that's so important. For anyone who's writing is like you make strict time and if even if you sit there for that hour for those two hours for that 30 minutes for whatever yes if you don't write anything it was fruitful yes like you have to sit there you have to get your mind going you have to lock away the world and get into that habit because like anything you just make it a habit and it'll start to happen you know
1: i forget who was talking about that it may be in, been in some interview with pta quoting somebody else and talking about his schedule but they were just talking about showing up to the show up to that desk Every day, Mm -hmm. and eventually the muse will arrive too. But you got to be there. You You got to be there. Yeah. Um. I also want to make a little sidebar here. Let's let's go dive off uh, um off of the questions for about 13 seconds. I also feel this anxiety as I'm asking this question, and I'm realizing why, and it's related to somebody you know, so it's worth talking about it. Mary Joan Negro. (laughs) Yeah. I remember taught me a very important lesson that I stand by and quote today all the time. when I'm when I'm talking to people, and that's like uh to not have a, a not not to have like she she's like this is not the favorite this is a favorite and so like right. as I'm answering these questions and I'm realized oh that yeah we're getting yeah yeah, like the yeah favorite things I want to preface all of it by being like I'm just answering honestly in this moment and it is it is a favorite thing. absolutely and these answers change um, which ben. is related to some of the the writing the re you were talking about your writing your truth and your reality mm-hmm. and 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 making sure that you're not framing yourself in a specific fashion and I think that uh, yeah
0: somehow connected well in and it's also important you know with the, the whole idea of this the yellow pad that my dad did is he would do it multiple times a year and the answers are supposed to change cool you keep the paper like so i'll have you on again in a year and we're gonna look at how your answers have changed I like and that. we're gonna see how you're evolving like because that. you know what you need to do Evolve. keep evolving keep baby evolving. number one goal yeah we don't forget yeah <gasps> homie yeah yeah G. yeah. i right, think hip-hop fifth question man yeah Who your favorite weird person dog
1: so by weird, you're gonna. I know exactly what you're gonna say that you're. There is no additional uh-huh. like by well, weird person. Let's talk it out. You know, what yeah. Yeah. So by weird person, I feel like by answering this question, I am now then defining what I think is weird. Sure. Right. So that is that is challenging. Um, <laughs> that, like it's what also is also very
0: open ended, which it, is part of the challenge. It is how do you very, hone down on one thing? The mm-hmm.
1: mm. favorite weird person in my that I'm like closest to in my life is going to be different and maybe less relatable to uh, anybody who might be listening to this podcast sure. Not that anybody cares what I feel about things but you are yeah, listening. I, I okay, my the most influential weird person in my life is is the writer Charlie Kaufman who yeah. is my favorite filmmaker ever you know, in, nice. in a, he's, he's a writer, he's a director as well. You, I'm sure you're, you're mm-hmm. familiar with John. So, uh, uh, Charlie Kaufman who obviously wrote adaptation and, uh, uh, confessions of a dangerous mind and, and, and being John Malkovich yeah. and, uh, human nature and being Synecchi, John Malkovich, I feel like changed me.
0: I mean, he, I it, yes, it. it was at a time where I was like, that's, that's
1: the thing. Like, his, this is real. His work. He is like, he's like a, uh, he's like an open wound. You know what I mean? Charlie Kaufman is like this open wound that you can see sort of oozing and pussing and healing itself and picking at itself. And it is just this, it is this, he is an open wound living in front of you and you get to like sort of watch (laughs) how, how, how he works and evolves. And I think that that is so interesting. He has a, um, a, it's not a podcast really. it was a speech uh, at uh, BAFTA in front of it's you can find it online. I've been recommending it to people for like four years. Have you listened to this? No. Oh my God, it's wonderful. It's inspirational. I listen to it every six months probably and go and revisit that. Um, Charlie Kaufman, Speaking to a bunch of uh, college students and other folks interested in learning, uh, you can find it online. Uh, just type in Bath to Charlie Kaufman, and he turned yeah, this I'll... speech into like basically one of his movies. This sort of meta narrative about himself and about the event that is happening live in front of him, and and who he is in context to the people that he's speaking with, and walks through the creative process live on stage. It is it is wonderful, and he's just the smartest most uh, uh, vulnerable uh, and he's so, and he has all the trappings of a weirdo. Like he's like a little nebbishy and like, and awkward and the hair and like too smart. And like, so he's, he's,
0: that's weird. He's my favorite weird person. That's a great one. Okay. And I'll put that, I will, uh, I'll post that. The, the Baptist speech. On oh, Yellow Pod Sessions on my Instagram account. You should. Anybody oh. I can go so to that. You guys go about. to that. Uh, check it out. It'll be there. Um, yeah, Charlie Kaufman's so good. Yeah. I do. I really mean it when uh, being John Malkovich was like, oh, I feel like I was at my, visiting my brother at college. And I was just like, it was just like, that was a new experience. I was just seeing a whole different part of life. I think I was, I don't know how to remember how old we were when that came out. Yeah. But I remember watching it and being like, holy shit. Because I was just like, this is like, there was something just so weird and but so i don't know like it just hits all the real themes and it's just also odd but it's not like off-putting odd yes. you know it's yes. like really accessible i that, just love that i love that it can bring you in instead of like be weird that pushes you away the, the, which the, is, i don't know how even how you would do that except for that keeping it real
1: and and ulti- it's it is it is compelling and and staggering how strange and specific his work is and yet fully accessible yeah it's also incredibly heady like it is it is so cerebral and so complicated and so detailed and and like you said odd yeah and yet it to me at least i feel so uh uh immersed inside of it and and it feels so immediately accessible it is not like a another hyper intelligent filmmaker Haneke who like does these sort of like brutal like very aggressive like uh, uh very thoughtful complicated movies but those are punishing in a very different way yeah. and I don't feel like I understand these characters I'm fascinated right. by them and yet he just has an ability to bring you to him and right. to and to his world and I just find it so
0: Yeah, I love it. And not to say that the other director does this, but there's like people who want to do shock and people who want to be weird and it's not, and it's baseless and it's surface. Yes. And that just repels. yes. But when it's like a deep, dive into something it can be weird it can be all these things but if it's like these real human things that are deep and evolved, and you know then it's worth watching and it keeps you in
1: and you know what he's definitely doing he's always writing about himself even when he's right. writing through these other characters right. and I think that that is maybe something that is very helpful he's not he is he's an observer of humanity it seems to me and he definitely spends a lot of time thinking about Every character and every scene and every perspective and and all of the different lives circulating inside of a room at one time, yeah. but all of them feel so deeply connected to his perspective. Everybody's saying something that he thinks about or feels or uh, or or is afraid of, and because it feels so deeply personal, I think that maybe that's why
0: it, it yeah. makes it uh, more accessible. I agree. Yeah, good one. All right, nailed it. Yes. All, all right, right, we're Ready? going through. Yeah. yeah, we are. All I'm right, sweating now. <laughs> I am. You smell good. My girlfriend's gonna be upset that I made her shirt stink. Don't you do that. You look Don't, great. Thanks. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite
1: book? Mm. This is not the first time somebody's asked me this question, and this is not the first time I felt uncomfortable answering it. Um, so, uh, so, so long answer on this. Uh, I've never read. As much as i feel like i'm supposed to read and i don't think i'm i don't think i'm alone in 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 that feeling and i don't know if it's uh because i'm an idiot or it's a part of my generation or if it's as things are shifting Uh, on a positive note there is an application that the los angeles county library has called libby and it's a digital app for your phone or your ipad or whatever you want your computer and it gives you access uh, to uh, a number of different uh, services. One one is Canopy, which is a, a digital streaming service. Um, it is uh, sort of like net highbrow Netflix, uh-huh. uh, similar to <laughs> Filmstruck, um, gotcha. and it has access to like every uh, L I B Y kind of- L I B B Y. Yeah, L-I-B-Y. I believe. I believe it's not IE. I believe it's Y. Cool. And it's it's a fantastic service, and you can also rent all your digital downloads from them. So you're not navigating some sort of rudimentary um, uh, Web 1.0 uh, county library website. Instead, right. you're going through this very uh, uh, user-friendly and elegant interface, and you can download for as an audiobook or as a digital read. Um, any book that that the library has. Sometimes it awesome. holds and waits, but it is great. So that is changing my relationship with books right now. I'm making my way through uh, David Sedaris's Calypso. <laughs> Dude, um, I was
0: reading that. I'm been. I'm in, I'm part way through that as well. It's great. He's the best. He's the best. He's so fucking funny.
1: There's this book called How to Change Your Mind, uh, by Michael. Paulin I believe, is how you say his name, okay. and it's it's about uh, I think it's the 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 new science of psychedelic. Basically, it's about uh, 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 new findings in psychedelics, and 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 takes you through. Uh, uh, Certain theories and uh, certain studies and his perspective on how psychedelics um, uh, relate to consciousness and uh, to death and uh, and and transcending this dimension in a certain way. And I'm sort of getting deep, deep, deeply uh, um, involved in in looking up DMT and considering taking that trip for myself. Uh, There you go. Uh, And so I find that pretty interesting. But this is a this is a thing. So books in general, I feel like have transported Podcasts, if you listen to an audiobook, the difference between that and a deep dive podcast is very limited. I spend so much time listening to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History yeah, or sure. uh, 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 Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History or Yellow uh, Pod Sessions. Yellow Pod <laughs> <laughs> Sessions. Yellow Pod Sessions. There's one called Long Form. I spend, you know, my favorite book is Sam Harris's. Making Sense, formerly um, formerly known as his actual book, Waking Up. So he has a book that's actually called Waking Up, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 but he also has a podcast that used to be called Waking Up, which is now called Making Sense. And Sam Harris, takes between an hour and a half to 3 hours talking to some hyper intelligent person discussing everything from AI alignment uh to psychedelics to current politics yeah. uh to uh, you know you you name the issue and he has a very sharp individual taking you through very complicated topics in an accessible way and every episode is like a book it on it honestly is and so i know it's not a an actual physical read but i i think that you know the amount, the density of information, and the quality of information that you're getting from some of these podcasts today, yeah. like Yellow Pond Sessions, and <laughs> others, are basically <laughs> novels in themselves, yeah, for sure. And, and so that the was a access
0: cheap to information, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, in our generation, our lifetime has been is you know. Insane. Is outrageous. Outrageous. We're in a, like, we've we've been, since our birth and through now, like, we have lived through a crazy transition in human history. Yes. From like, no one has a phone, to we all have, like, we can, I can right now look up what a, a, a sentence in hieroglyphics looks like and says. (laughs) <laughs> like, I can, I can, <laughs> like if hieroglyphics were behind this wall, I could use my phone to see what, tell you what it says, A life, which is outrageous. A life's An pursuit. An outrageous invention. <laughs> it's like, like I can read anything. That, that, I can and, tell you about anything. And
1: that's why like, people are struggling <laughs> with finding purpose. You used to be able to, to, I feel, and I'm speaking out of my asshole right now, but I feel like Literally, there's something guys, about- you should see this. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> you used to be able to, to, to you know commit your life to some pursuit, like discovering one bit of information. Right. And 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 yeah. traveling around the country and around the world and and through libraries and through to physical spaces what and through that people
0: scarab in hieroglyphics really meant what yeah and now you just like Google it and yeah. and it's like now my eight year old nephew can tell you
1: yeah and that's cra- and that is crazy and but I think that means we need to transcend and find another you know another uh, planet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another I'll, we can talk about that at some point. Planets and dimensions, because I, I have feelings yeah. about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. So, book my favorite. You know, um, how to change your mind is interesting me right now. Calypso mm-hmm. is interesting me right now. Uh, but I also think that certain podcasts uh, have taken the place of books in my life. I yeah. read lots of scripts and and sure. plays, of course. But um, uh, uh, yeah, not as many
0: physical reads as I ought to. Yeah, 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 I'm the same way. Um, all right, question number seven. You ready for this? I am. Hit me. Favorite friend. Hey. Oh. This is for people who are listening, who are listening to the pod all the time. This question isn't always asked because for some people it's just a nightmare question, which I understand. But, you know, some people are also sitting on the side of his desk and with the courage of a Tommy Bertelson who's ready to, to dive into all of them. My favorite
1: friend. I, so you and I were discussing this a little bit earlier, maybe wow. before I don't know how when we started recording and when we and when we were just talking. Right. but we are both blessed with this massive friend group. And people find it hard right. to wrap their heads around sometimes no. like when you start dating somebody or a new person moves to town who is being folded in, you know, you go and hang out with like 6 people one night. And they're like, "Oh, cool, you have a lot of friends, that's so cool." And then you go out to like another party and there's like another 20 people yeah. and we all know everybody and you're like, "Wait, are these all your friends?" And they go to another party and there's like a different group of 30 people. We yeah. have this like massive sort of like community uh, community of 60 people that are all in these sort of like like four to eight person little satellite groups that right. like rotate into one larger group of 60 that really we could end up in Palm Springs with any four of those people. Right. And it would be comfortable and have a great weekend, Correct. which is a huge gift. But that makes it challenging <laughs> to choose a favorite friend. And I have I have a number of very, very close friends who have been there for me through a lot of challenging things, uh, both recently and through my life um but I'm gonna cheat and say that my favorite friend is my dad nice um uh, uh uh my mom too wow that's now I'm just sort of putting my dad my dad feels more my mom feels like my mom my dad has transitioned I into being you. my friend which yeah. is which is strange because we did not have that relationship when I was younger and sometime around college we became like partners you know like yeah. in life like 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 friend buddies yeah. and 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 it's San Felipe will do that, man. San Felipe will. You know what did it? And here's my other favorite vacation that I didn't think about is that my favorite vacation that I've actually ever had was traveling across country when I moved back from Brooklyn sure. to Los Angeles. My dad flew out. We hopped in my Honda Civic that I had basically broken the door during a storm out in, out in New York City. And we packed in a bull skull and all of my belongings. <laughs> and we drove from Brooklyn to L.A. Holy in four shit. and a half days. And we didn't listen to the radio once we didn't even turn it on it was it was crazy and it was a really important experience Yeah, and my dad is my favorite friend i love that that's a good one yeah it's a little bit of a cheat but it's also not not. untrue it's not untrue. that's great
0: yeah um Um, well here we go what's your who's your favorite girlfriend my favorite girlfriend (laughs) is
1: is emily rule uh my my current girlfriend emily rule i'm in a a serious relationship and uh, we just moved in together at the top of Congrats. this year. Thank How sweet! You, thank you very much. Um, she's a wonderful person and uh, a wonderful girl and truly kind and um, very lucky to be with her. And we've been together uh, over eight months now, uh, which is not too long. Not over nine months now, which is not too long, but it's moved fast. We get hot and heavy. <laughs> um and uh, I love her, so she's my favorite girlfriend, and nice. also happens to be my current girlfriend. There was no. <laughs> I was gonna say there's only one possible yeah, answer yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, don't fuck that up, pal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right You did it. You handled it. I handled it. Look that at one. you.
0: Yeah, you can see why like there's certain people who are like I can't, I don't want to. I can't it, I answer say. that. Can
1: you? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's you know it's an easy answer when you're with somebody because not only are you very clear about it, uh, because you're with that person, there's no it's you also there's no even way to consider anything <laughs> yeah. else. Well,
0: uh, there was someone who came on the pod who who was saying uh, who said like. Kelly Kapowski you know like, oh. said like a favorite girlfriend from a show that's smart but I, in my head I was like is this like actual girlfriend gonna be like <gasps> what the fuck you oh know? yeah I I, I'm, I'm assuming she wasn't but I was just like I had that in my thought I'm like oh god like is this just is this question just death it could be and you know what if you weren't with somebody right now I could
1: imagine that if you know god forbid my my lady and I uh hit some sort of rough spot and we had to part ways and I was no longer with Emily that will not happen if that ever happened and I was looking back at all my relationships, then I guess you're in a different position when you're like, yeah. you're trying to balance things out because, but yeah, so yeah. I guess it would be more challenging if you weren't in a
0: relationship, but yeah. that's an easy answer for me. There you go. Well, you nailed it. Yeah. All right. Well, the ninth question is, what is your favorite TV show? Non-cartoon. Non-cartoon. Okay.
1: Okay. Um... That is a particularly challenging question sure. in 2019. There's God just right. so there's in fact Our cup there's too much over. Yeah, too, there's too much. There's honestly too much. We're mm-hmm. creating, we're generating yeah. too much content. I have a problem with it. I don't know how to fix
0: it. I'm not just keep making more. You know, keep making more, <laughs> and just you're just be we're part missing of the problem. Things. Just jump in river and start pedaling. Ne- be Netflix. <laughs> uh, just generating a
1: lot of garbage content. Um, but Netflix also produces a bunch a of great, great content. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite TV show uh, uh, all, all time, you know, the, the TV shows that I go back to very frequently, obviously my favorite comedies, um, Seinfeld and, Mm -hmm. and friends and, and the office. I, I, I love very deeply. Michael Scott is one of the greatest characters. The original British British Office is, is, is really great. Um, limited series, the night of the night of is what I'm looking for in TV. I really loved that that show and the performances I never saw that oh my god yeah oh my god very very well made the, the where do I find is, that uh, HBO got gotcha. you can find that on HBO go HBO now whatever you have and recently Netflix also I think hit a home run with um, a revered but slightly divisive program haunting of Hill House
0: yeah I haven't finished that but uh, I did like the I watched, I was watched like the first four or five apps and I was like sick and it, then kind of what happens with TV shows to me is that I just run out of the time to sit down and like binge watch you know jump what I mean? on something but new. There jump you on go. something new. You know.
1: It 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 ended in a very satisfying way. Uh, you know, there's a sixth episode in that program that uh was genuinely inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you watch certain things, people are like that inspires me, or sure. like you feel excited or or jealous or competitive or excited or all sorts of things. This genuinely inspired me. Yeah. I I felt I felt invigorated and, and, and like my mind began moving faster than it normally does. And this sixth episode basically t- takes place entirely inside of a funeral home. And all of these various characters who we've been spending time with are just locked inside of this crucible and it's a play and it's, it's uh, long, long shots, you know, minutes and minutes right, and right, minutes right. without a cut that. and, That's and nice. actors, uh, just, slaying it and it is emotional there's so much heart in the haunting of hill house and that's what i'm looking for i think in everything and definitely in in the content that i'm digesting um especially narratively is 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 emotional heart and and some sort of kindness like i want to be beaten up a little bit and i want to be scared but i want grace i want to believe that there's hope on the other side i don't i don't want uh uh I find that valuable. I find that grace note valuable and Haunting of Hill House uh has that. It's yeah. scary and it's well constructed and it's thoughtful and it's well acted uh and it's innovative and filled with classic tropes as well. And then there's 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 heart uh buried inside of that that, that I found deeply satisfying.
0: Yeah, I, I uh that was one of those that fell off and I like forgot about it and then was just like my girlfriend finished watching it and was like I can't believe you never finished it and I was like
1: fuck yeah it's worth revisiting gotta get in there
0: yeah um all right those are all great thank you they're all great all right. um here's a good one what are you not doing that you wish you were
1: again this is going to be open ended this isn't oh yeah, yeah my okay. god yeah the, the questions nuts <laughs> what am i what am i not doing in life they that I wish, wish I was. Well, I was talking about earlier how I how I'm not, um, breaking my breaking my moments. I'm not mm-hmm. being as patient and 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 uh, and slow with my reactions as I as I would as I wish I were. Um, I know I've I've had limited but important experience with meditation mm-hmm. and uh, people, serious people who I respect and I trust their opinions on things both in the friend world and in sort of like, uh, general world guides, you know, uh, out, out there people I listen to and think are intelligent on various topics. Yeah. vast majority of them find real value in that. And in my limited experience, I find real value in that. Yeah. And yet, uh, I'm not doing it. Right. I'm not doing it. I I have the application. I've I've done the, the groundwork. I've realized that as Sam Harris says, there is a there there. There is something yeah to that. There is something to be gotten, there's something to be found, and yet I avoid it for very surface level and false reasons about like not having time
0: or well, not wanting to. I mean I've because I fall in the same place. Like yeah. one thing that's interesting to me is that is is I find that the people who I'm learning are really into meditation and it's like who are telling me how helpful it is are people who I never would have thought would have been into it. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of like, it's not just the Yogi. It's not just, you know, it's like the comedy dude who's whatever, like yep. just, you know, like, uh, Josh Duvendeck yeah. for example, someone who like talked to me, we were talking went on the pod, he was talking about it, which is like so imp- important and he gets him through his stuff and like Josh, not that he is incapable of it, I just never would have thought like Josh would be my meditation friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's something I think about, too, because it's just it's clearly like helpful for people. And it's just I don't I don't think until you've experienced the type of helpful it is, like, I don't think there's anything to compare it to. So when I'm like, OK, I need to figure out how to do it. I need to log put away t- uh, time to do it when I don't know what the reward is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what yeah. I mean? I have to take people's word for it. Yes. So it's hard when we have so much when I have so much going on. To be like, I don't even know what that reward is. I yeah. don't know, you know, because I don't think there is anything that kind of that kind of that that it can be. There's no analog. That, yeah. yeah, there's, there's nothing else that you do that would kind of give you that kind of freedom and that kind of therapeutic experience. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's like part of it. How am I going to put away time for something I don't understand the reward to? Well, so it's like a it's like a leap of faith. And I the time
1: ta- the time needed is so limited though, right. unfortunately. And that, that's what makes it so <laughs> and there's like, goddamn accessible. And there's like
0: things here to like help guide you. Yes, <laughs> you the the, I mean? the, like the
1: apps the, are, there there's a number of very valuable apps that again res- respectable people respect. Right. And 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 you can, you know, 15 minutes a day. And yeah. so I'm not I'm not exactly. doing that enough and I know there is something there. Uh, for everybody, and particularly, I know there's something there for me, and uh, and I'm not spending as much time doing it as I ought to. Yeah. So that's, and I like that because I can also change that.
0: Yeah. That this is a very it's accessible. In, it's one. in your, under your control. I mean, yeah. Josh always talks about the, there's a British man who, you know, who tells you that if you're not doing it, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> with, a little, with a little laugh, you know, don't worry. You know? it's like, he's there like, "Fuck, this is great." Yeah. <laughs> Don't, worry. Don't worry, you'll get there. Yeah. Just listen to my voice. Yeah, Here we go. I love it. <laughs> so, just that guy alone, I'm sold. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, what's your favorite food? My favorite food, yeah. Uh, single food
1: or genre of food?
0: Um, I want to hear both. Okay,
1: uh, my favorite food. My favorite food. My favorite food. Okay, the e- I mean, the- there's an easy answer there yeah. because I'm like I'm Bingo. thinking, what is my favorite food? My favorite fucking food is Mexican food. Hell That's, yeah, it's my my favorite Boy. food is Mexican food, dude. I I grew up in San Diego, I grew up eating Mexican food, oh, and yeah. and it's. Uh, where if, in San Diego were you? I grew up out in East County in a place called Lakeside, uh, which okay. is underneath Alpine, actually Blossom Valley. Gotcha, if you gotcha. grew up there, you're like, I didn't grow up in Lakeside, I grew up in Blossom Valley. Because <laughs> like Lakeside is the is the east side and 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 uh, you know is a beautiful, very cool place, but also filled with white supremacists. Sure. And sure. Uh, <laughs> and 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 uh, is a sort of redneck e part of San Diego, which mm-hmm. by the way, I am a proud white trash redneck. So like it. I am a part of that. Uh name is uh, San Felipe back on your, Bike. And your that's, tricks that's right middle lot <laughs> um and uh and so i grew up i grew up out there and you know there's sombreros and and uh uh you know hilbertos and all those classic hole in the wall mm-hmm. mexican restaurants selling those uh carne asada tacos taquitos mm-hmm. california burritos tostadas i mean all of it and so i yeah, i still so eat good. that very regularly so mexican food and yeah. nothing beats a delicious burrito for me i eat a yeah. lot of hugos to this day
0: sure yeah. yeah burritos i mean it's amazing i feel like and la people won't like this but i feel like san diego obviously is incredible mexican food you go to like old town there's amazing there's yes. just amazing stuff there yeah um and i think and i and it's probably biased because i'm from there but i swear to god the mexican food in the bay area is better than la which i don't understand like i feel like la there are a couple places but for the most part, I don't understand why L.A. doesn't have just the most amazing Mex- Mexican food. I You know what? I don't disagree. I think we are
1: awash with relatively good, I would say, between mediocre and great yes. food everywhere. Yeah. And a couple uh, really top-notch spots. But San Diego... All the hole-in-the-wall places oh, are yeah. fucking unbelievable. And yeah. I believe you in saying that up in the Bay Area, it's the same, where yeah. it's just like the level, the the median uh, uh, quality is just much Better. higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, and it, I think what L.A. has and what is what is improving is that if you, like, when people are like, if you go to L.A., what am I eating? I'm like taco trucks yeah yeah like there's gonna be taco trucks that that is where you're gonna find the best Mexican food in LA yes is knowing where the good trucks are
1: yes which is weird there's a new taco truck that I just discovered I I went over to Lassen's on um, I believe on Sunday uh, a few weeks ago and I remembered that Lassen's was closed on Sundays because they closed for the day of the Lord and uh, I'm inside of the parking lot with my girlfriend and she's in the car and I'm like honey I'm sorry I drove us all the way from Hollywood out here and and we can't get our food and go grocery shopping. I look up and there's a plant based taco truck and sir, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but anybody listening plant based taco truck parked over, uh, uh, by last in the Lassen's area, sort of near tacos or except Mm -hmm. this is a plant based taco truck and they had some bomb jackfruit, uh, uh, carnitas. They had some delicious, uh, potato tacos. Yeah. I mean, it was, they was, it was bomb. So plant based Mexican food. Um, I'm all about it. I also love sage. Uh, speaking of like plant-based places, no sage the herb. restaurant. Oh, sage the restaurant. There's a sure. there's a restaurant also in Echo Park that is a plant.
0: I believe it's all plant-based, but well, it's definitely a vegetarian spot. Hold that restaurant thought because that one's coming. Up oh,
1: man. oh, see, we're food. <laughs> okay, so Mexican food and
0: <laughs> and question. All right, so what is your favorite movie? Oh, here we go. Hope you guys oh. are ready because this one's gonna take a while. So this is a question <laughs>
1: that uh, you know. So in my job, I'm a I'm a, a director and a, and a writer, and so I take meetings with people and I talk about movies very frequently. I sit around and talk with my friends about movies very frequently. Every time I sit down with somebody and they're asking me like, you know, what are you watching right now? Or what are some of your favorite films of all time? Four hours later. What are you your know, influences? And that's it. Or I literally draw a complete blank. Yeah. I mean, there's I've... too many to choose from. I've seen more movies than most people that I know. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, within our industry, I have plenty of friends who have also seen as many or more. But but as in the general public, I mean, I've seen oh, sure. just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies. And they'll be like, so what do you really like? And I'm just like. Uh, All of that. Yes, I had to start keeping a Google Doc. Like when I'd yeah. see something that I liked and like write it down so that I'd remember I had seen it. And I don't yeah. know if that is a, a memory problem for me or an overabundance of of uh, of ideas in my head, so that then there's just a cloud of thoughts and you can't pull one particular one down. Yeah. Um. But I've had trouble answering this before, but I'm happy to answer it here.
0: Well, let's say you're going to a desert island. Yeah. And you're not. They're like no water, no food. You got to figure that out. But you can bring Three movies with you. If I'm on a desert island, I'm definitely watching Castaway and getting some pointers. Uh, (laughs) I'm a shitty volleyball. Uh, The the
1: the movies that I feel like I'm probably most uh, drawn to and most in love with. Coen Brothers watching Raising Arizona. Fargo is, I think, one of the best films ever made, and it's exactly what I'm looking for yeah. in a movie. All of P.T. Anderson's work, particularly Boogie Nights, and Punch Drunk Love, I think, is underappreciated. That is a great movie. It's an absolutely incredible film. I could just start...
0: More of that for Adam Sandler. Yeah. Wrapping
1: on about movies that I like and trying to sound like uh, I, have, I have sick taste, but I think the truth is that yeah pt anderson's my favorite filmmaker and just generally and i like that you know what okay here's something that's going to be uh Unpopular, I feel like for a young Ooh, filmmaker to say. On the pod. Yeah, I, I, you know who I recently Finally, get huge. finally appreciated <laughs> for for their, you know, because I can sit here and talk about how I thought Killing of a Sacred Deer was, you know, by far the best movie of the past five years, which I do believe is probably true. Okay. Um, but that that is like I what a, know a that for myself, a young filmmaker is supposed to say. Truthfully, when I was younger, I think I I I had turned my nose up, and I was talking about this with my friend Bryce McGuire just the other day. I turned my nose up at Christopher Nolan. He was like too successful. His movies uh-huh. were too big. Right. He was like too good. Commercial it's like somebody and... saying that they like you know Steven Spielberg in the '90s. Right. It's like of course. But then I rewatched, um, uh, uh, not Inception. I rewatched uh, Interstellar the other day. Oh yeah, I didn't.
0: I heard that was great.
1: Christopher Nolan is a fucking genius. (laughs) He's working on a scale uh, that nobody else is working on. He is telling all original stories. He is telling all original stories. These are not reboots. These are not sequels. These are not. These are not. God. These are not uh, um, uh, uh, superhero films part of some sort of fucking franchise. He is telling complicated. Uh, uh, very complicated and nuanced, very large scale, very beautiful, very emotionally uh, complex uh, uh, films. And I don't, I don't know anybody else who has a handle the way that he does. I mean, if you look right. at the dark Knight trilogy, if you look at inception, if you look at interstellar, it, 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 like it's, it's insane. It's right. insane what he's able to do. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you're, uh, you're
0: speaking to the right person. Cause if there's one thing, like I, I'm, I'm so cynical about the movie movie industry like commercial movies like it's all superhero movies. Yes. It's all remakes and it's just all because it's like they want to make international money and if they, yes. they make a superhero with lots of explosions then they can sell it in Asia and everywhere like you yes. don't need you don't need to know the language to watch a superhero fight. Yes, Which I get it but it's just it just cheapens the whole thing. 1, like people are like Captain Marvel. I'm like I don't give a shit at all. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I haven't seen a superhero movie in no, so long. No, I haven't, I haven't seen. seen any of i have no. like in years. Yeah. And I just don't like and I, and I get that there's ones that have come out that are important, but you know, there was the, um, what was the one last year? Uh, Black Panther. Like I understand yep. that, that that's like important because it An was African American and like, uh, cast largely and like, that's great. And I do support that. That's fantastic. Didn't see it. Uh, Captain there Marvel, was a great. really
1: high level of craft in that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Black, and, Black and, Panther and, does and have look, a lot of great things, but also I, I, I don't care. And when like, I <laughs> see,
0: and when I, when I do see a superhero movie, generally I'm like, that was fun. Like it's not like the experience is necessarily terrible. It's just I just hate that that's what it is. I just yeah. like hate the state of it. It's yeah. like ah, this like I mean Chase is interesting. I had a conversation from the other day in which he was talking about how like, you know, we were talking about how like how theater is dying. Theater dying. He's like, dude, movies are dying. Yeah. Like, and I get like they're always gonna print money, but like people are gonna stop going because it's like that like. It's the same shit. Yeah. So like you're seeing the rapers with Chris Nolan, who's like doing original, interesting, and even if it's grand scale, even if it's huge budget, even if, even if it is CGI, which like I'd rather just see two people like talk. Yeah. But it's like it original. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. Like when we were in the, like in the '90s and stuff like that, like movies were amazing. Yeah. People took chances. Mov- movies could fail, but there'd be like this niche group who loved it, and that's what it like movies, TV, plays, whatever. That's what it should be. Yeah, You're not gonna hit everyone. Yep. You shouldn't make things that hit everyone. Yes. That just doesn't hit anyone really hard. Yes, it just hits everyone a little bit. Yes. And that's just cheap to me. I support Rant you. over. <laughs> I support you and agree with you. I support yeah. you and agree with you. Yeah, that just, that drives me nuts. It's hard. It's hard. It's challenging. <laughs> but never anyone. thought I'd say Chris Nolan. I love that. that yeah, never <laughs> never it, thought baby. that was coming. Um, <laughs> that's great um see we're learning about each other
1: david fincher is my biggest i think as as growing up as a teenager though and then into my 20s the i think the closest reason to why i wanted to make movies is is watching david fincher sure truthfully yeah i think if i'm just like honest with myself like what was i sitting there being like this is fucking cool and dark dude (laughs) ask me ask me what my favorite comedy of all time is what's your favorite comedy three Three amigos amigos. dude i swear to god i wrote about it two days ago in the the, the project that I'm writing right three now Dance which movie. is like sort of about my brother and my family a little bit like a, a, you know sort of tangentially related to all that and there's a scene where we're like sitting in the living room and
0: watching the three migos because mm-hmm. it's my brother's favorite uh, oh, yeah. a
1: comedy movie and I, I watched I it love every that. day oh every my day God.
0: Uh, we honestly we don't have enough time to talk fully about it because what does we, they bet that I could Have it been? be El Wapo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Turning 40? Yeah. <laughs> <Did I? laughs> so good. I'm gonna make uh, it. Gonna make it. Ah, I, I made it. Made it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
0: Ow. shit. Uh, it's so good. All right. Well, we, we gotta move on. because yeah. We could talk for hours. hours. I know that. Uh, which I'm excited about. We're gonna we're gonna arrange a date. We're gonna have beers and talk three amigos and I watch it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh so here's one uh that I never really had a an answer to, but what's your favorite car? My favorite
1: car was my nineteen sixty nine Datsun five ten in uh Bluebird Blue. Uh it had a black racing stripe and a vinyl Sick. top. And uh I bought it. Uh me and my ex girlfriend at the time, um, uh, Susie Gatos, who's a wonderful person out there, Susie, uh, who I'm still friendly with, uh, broke up and I was a young single man running around Los Angeles and Joe Sharaf was getting me back on my feet. And we was like, he's like, you got to go to the gym, bro. And I was like, going to the gym and like, you know, reinvigorating my life. And I was like, I need a fucking car that I like driving around. I like want to like driving again. yeah i spend so much time in my car so i went with richard Masland, another guy ah, that you know Ritz, started sure. looking at old cars he and i went and checked out this datson 510 it is sort of like a bmw 2002 it's like a little square mm-hmm. tiny boxy car uh and it was beautiful it and is. it smelled like gas, and you could see through the shifter <laughs> down to the street and it just like it was just it was just metal seats and a steering wheel and and fucking gasoline yeah. and i loved it it was a bad boy mobile and uh <laughs> And people looked, and I liked that. Uh, yeah! And I liked it.
0: That's fun, man. Yeah. I love that. It's a great. It was a great ride. Great ride. It's my favorite car. Love it. All right. Well, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing that you wish you weren't?
1: Uh, you know what? I've I've spent a lot of time. I think recently, trying to remove bad habits mm-hmm. out of my life, like my vices. I I stopped the drinking. I mm-hmm. stopped the smoking, mm-hmm. uh, all of which have been very important to me to do. You know, it's I had yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm a, I have an addictive personality, so sure. I didn't have healthy sure. relationships with any of these things and not like, oh, I just oh, I had a headache like it was I did not. I, you know, had a problem. Right. Um, And I always have with all sorts of things. Ever since I was young, I find myself like attached to these sort of like crutches Um, and the last one remaining is uh this right here
0: that little little baby jewel
1: <sighs> yeah this vape so i'm still yeah. i'm still vaping right now um which helped me get off of cigarettes and it really did work um but i'm i'm i and i've done a little bit of research but of course you know we there are no long-term studies on the health effects of this so right. i'm not excited about it and eventually i want to get that out of my life so the thing that i'm doing that i ought not be doing is vaping yeah um, that's that's my
0: answer there you go yeah, it's tough. I mean, uh, we we. I mean, I used to smoke. I don't smoke anymore. And those are tough. I'm mean, glad when I was doing it, those weren't really a, the jewel wasn't around because, like that. Like you're taking the smoke out, which is huge. Yeah. And I was like, think they always like smelling like it was always yeah. so is always the worst. Wear a shirt and be like, well, I'm not wearing that till I wash it. Yep. But like, yeah. But like the fact that you can like smoke inside, base mm-hmm. our vape inside, that's the killer. <laughs> always yeah. and and you do
1: get terribly addicted to it I mean I'll sure. drive away from my house and leave it plugged in at my house and I'll, I'll be four minutes away and I will turn back I've bought a new jewel en route to a meeting so that I had one and that's yeah. not good I mean you can feel the anxiety and the yeah. attachment I mean it's an absolute addiction but you know the good news for me is I was already addicted to nicotine and I was right. inhaling combustible uh, right you're, but uh, you're, you're,
0: you're moving in the right direction
1: I'm moving in the right direction there you but go but we need to get rid of it
0: yeah, there you go uh what's your favorite sport
1: to play my favorite sport to play my favorite you know the only sport that i played at any uh at any sort of level worth discussing was i played hockey for a really long time tight so i played roller and ice hockey and when i was younger uh i was actually not bad at that sport you know i played on like traveling teams and was a A pretty accomplished young player uh, and I loved playing it and it's still something I love grabbing a stick and I love I love tossing around I love throwing on a pair of uh, ice skates I love throwing on a pair of rollerblades and I still enjoy that very much I lost it in my teen years uh, because
0: uh, I hit puberty late and uh, (laughs) that's a tough sport if you're smaller much smaller than everyone it really I'll get you
1: and I was always smaller than people but before puberty you can still throw your weight around, right. you know, and and lower center, center of gravity. Exactly, and, all that. and you're only talking about a couple inches and like right. you know, 20 pounds. you're not, you're not talking like uh playing with men and then when kids hit puberty it's the thing that changed most was the speed everybody just got so much faster than me and i went from being a a real player who's like who thought delusionally that i would like i was gonna play hockey professionally i mean it was delusional but i could have kept on playing at a competitive level and then everybody just got so much faster and i and i dropped it but it was my favorite sport to play
0: yeah i love that hockey hockey is the best Hockey's yep. so much fun to watch. I yeah. also love that
1: it's so fast. It's crazy. It's so fast. It's, it's physical. Crazy. It is. It is fast. Uh, 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 low pu- scoring. And it's,
0: and it's pure. And it's pure. like I love that all the sports are kind of changing. Like in that, like football's like changing rules, so there's more offense, and um, all the sports are kind of doing this. Basketball certainly, but like hockey, like they still fight. Yeah, and yeah. it's all respect. And like yeah. those players at the end of it will all like. Dap each other up and shake hands and like hockey just doesn't change. They don't want to change the rules. Yep. they're unapologetically hockey. Yep. and like I love it and like I just respect the shit out of the game. It's pretty, basic. Yeah. It's pretty basic. it's pretty basic. And you it's know? like, why are they changed? They like shouldn't they widen the goals so there's more goals? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It's hockey, dude. Yeah, dude. It's perfect. Yeah, dude. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Being up when watching it is fun. Being up on the oh, yeah. glass, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Uh What's your favorite country other than the USA? My favorite country other than the USA is the U.S. of fucking A, baby. Yeah, I'm an American and a patriot, all right? No, I really do love America, but um, my favorite country other than America. So, obviously, we're not talking about the greatest country on the planet, America. We're talking about like second best or second best. Um, My favorite country, I feel a deep affinity and uh, a love for the country of Latvia um right
0: that's where you filmed um was it welcome
1: Welcome to to mercy Mercy, which was my last movie and i spent uh, a number of months over there almost half a year Mm -hmm. and i loved that place and i loved the people i lived in riga and outside of riga which is their main city there's only two million people in that country five hundred thousand of them live in riga
0: um it's so cool to do a deep dive into such what people would consider just kind of like a
1: a small ball Oh, that's real. Yeah, you it's, know, like it's like the awesome. also-rans of the of the European countries. You know, like when they <laughs> when you look back at like presidential elections and there's like somebody who was like uh, uh, bidding for their spot in the primary and everybody forgets about them. They're like the also-rans. I feel like right. Latvia can be looked at as like an also-ran of, of of the EU, but right. uh, it's a very special country with very special people, very complicated um, uh, uh, political and social uh, dynamics. Um, very intelligent and emotionally available individuals mm. out there and uh and it's just a cool place. I loved living there. Good food, good times and uh yeah, it felt like it felt like home. I could go back there and stay for a long time. Yeah, cool. I loved it.
0: Latvia. Latvia. I think that's the first Latvia hauler on the pod. Yeah. Always is last, Lat- hopefully.
1: I'm looking to be uh to be a representative of Latvia, you know. It's going to blow up like Tulum. Damn am right, going to go to Latvia. <laughs> dude, my girlfriend loves Tulum. Everyone Everybody loves Tulum, loves Tulum dude. <laughs> That's yeah. a place, bro. Yeah.
0: Tiny little towns now blowing up. It's a spot. Uh all right. And I may mention this earlier. So what is a uh, what what is your favorite restaurant?
1: Uh I do like Sage and Echo Park. I do I like that place a lot. Um my favorite restaurants My favorite restaurants are all connected probably with my experiences there right so like I'm not I love yeah, all food sure. so I'm not like the guy who like has oh that one dish at that one place I got it. it's the best restaurant because right. like the chef there is fucking incredible that's like not my style I'm much more of an experiential eater right. and an experiential that's why person El
0: Compadre is one of my favorites forever absolutely but, El you know? Compadre
1: is absolutely up there for me Um, I, I love that place man those yeah. flaming
0: margaritas uh, <laughs> <I>, kerosene in <laughs> a lime peel <laughs> <laughs> yeah so unsafe it's yeah health so code violation all, all over the place so whatever I'll chug it uh, Caracas
1: Arapas <laughs> in New York. Uh, there's one in the East Village and there's one in Williamsburg. Uh, I love Caracas Arepas. Uh, also in New York, also in the East Village and in Williamsburg is Cafe Mogadar, uh, which is really wonderful. Um, and in Los Angeles, I really love Speranza. It is a place I've gone many times with my friends and had wonderful evenings. And it is where I went on my first date with my girlfriend Emily. Emily, Emily. hey Uh, girl, hey girl. And it's where we go for like our birthdays and anniversaries. And it's uh, I think Speranza is a really cool spot, a local spot. Also, uh, uh, shout out to Pine and Crane, which I used to live. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Um, Those are all great. I mean, I just love food, so. I'm one of those people who goes there because of Chef and because it's El Compadre. You know what I mean? See there, you, Give you it got on. you got it both on. things going on. Bang, bang baby, bang, baby. Uh, what's your favorite time of day? My favorite time of day. I have never thought about that.
1: Uh, my favorite time of day. Well, it depends on the day. Sure. It depends on the day. I think overall, mornings always feel so hopeful. <laughs> yeah. Anything is possible in the morning. Hundred percent. Um. A morning, w- when I get up early, if I'm up at six, and I'm walking around. And you're, and you're like, with it. And I'm with it, and I'm feeding my dog, yeah, and I'm pulling the dishes out of the dishwasher, and I'm answering a couple emails, and listening to Up First, or The Daily. Up
0: First is my, uh, I got my Alexa, so I'm just like, Alexa, good morning. And she tells you up on. first. It's amazing. It's, it's, the best. it's really great. It's a great, great way to start the day.
1: It's a really well uh really well produced uh, podcast. It's yeah. very helpful and influences me every day. If I'm mm-hmm. up early and and getting at it, the morning there's nothing like it. There's yeah. nothing like getting a jump start and uh and feeling a little bit centered and, and calmer. In the middle of the afternoon is almost always stressful or mm-hmm. I feel like I'm either behind or if I feel like I'm ahead, I have a habit of slowing down. <laughs> yeah.
0: What am I forgetting? <laughs>
1: evenings are, evenings are amazing. But I think at this point in my life, I'm, a, I'm a morning guy. Cool. If, I, if I can get myself
0: there at the right time. Yeah. I like, th- I mean, I, I rarely am up early and feeling good, Yeah. <laughs> but if I am those few times, yes. they like are implanted in my head. Yeah. Cause dude. it's the only time day where you have all day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you're just like, I have time. Yes, if it things yeah. things it, there's
1: an eternity ahead of you. 100%. You're
0: probably up late though working often, I would say. Yeah, assume. I mean at a bar like closing a bar usually yeah, it's, it's late and I'm just so over that. destroyed. I remember work I used to work
1: uh I, I attended bar at the Ace Hotel in New York. Sure. First stretch and you know, you're not closing down until four there and then yeah. and then you're then yeah. you're closing yeah. and then you're not out of there
0: till 6:30. Yeah, I can't swing that. Oh my Someone God. came in and was like at Mortons and it was probably a year ago at this point but they were like you should get a job. When get you a job over at this place and it was like, you know, not open till 4, but open till 2 and it was like that and I was like I can't do that life even if it's more money. Like I just can't do that life. No, dude, even even <laughs> in LA can't. you're not going home till 4:30. Yeah, I'm not I can't I'm, I'm I do not want to play that. I won't play that. No, I'm <laughs> not playing that I game. I'm playing that fool. No. Uh word. What's your uh what's your favorite ice cream flavor? What goes in that cone girl? What goes in that cone girl? What goes in that cone? Um, my favorite ice cream flavor
1: i'm I'm a classic. okay I, I like a really good chocolate or vanilla my man. um so my favorite my favorite though would probably be a simple and delicious rich chocolate uh, ice cream and I would prefer that ice cream. As a milkshake, so girl. you throw that in, you throw that in the blender with a little bit of milk.
0: Ooh, you put a banana in that, and yeah. now, oh, yeah, baby, banana, baby, 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 right? Banana and shit, right up in that milkshake, yeah, girl. Dude. Yeah, dude.
1: Yeah, Which that's is probably why I hit lie. those protein shakes in the morning because it's just like
0: having a milkshake. When you're up at six and you're feeling bright, up first planet and hit you hit that, that blender dog. Holy shit. Waking up everyone with that blender dog. Power, power, power. <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. Chocolate milkshake. Moving on, boy. Makes all the boys. Be That's young. it. It's true it does. Uh Little Tommy, what did you want to be when you grew up? Hockey player. Hockey player. <laughs> um I
1: remember I remember writing about this when I was when I was young. And I used to have the dream when I did want to be a hockey player. I also acted when I was a child, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't, that never was a goal of mine because it was something that I just like started doing and I just did it. And I assumed I would, I I guess I never even thought about it as like a career that I would be doing. I always thought I would be doing that, but I also thought that I was going to be doing other things. I was like,
0: yeah, I'm an actor, but also
1: my dream was to go for God knows why I must've heard that it was good for my dad or from like uh, some other kid. But I was like, I want to go to Stanford and be a CEO. And that was like, that was my goal was to go to Stanford and be a CEO. And I remember writing that down uh, in like some sort of dream letter at a very young age. And I did not go to Stanford and I'm not a CEO yet. Uh, yet. <laughs> yeah. Let me change We're, my number one goal. Gonna,
0: I want to go to Stanford. You're going to become a CEO and then you're going to get an honorary degree from Stanford. That and would then, be and sick. Then, and then you're fucking set and yeah. you've done it. And I've done Little it. Little Tommy's gonna be like, yeah, That's my new number right? one goal. That's my new be sick. One. I love that.
1: <laughs> so that's what I wanted to be when I grew up was was
0: to be a businessman. That's sick. Yeah. Just making deals, making money, son. Just
1: making deals. I
0: sort of pushed pretty and a hockey hard player. left on that. you being been tipping the shit out of the board. Hockey player, actor, <laughs> CEO. Stamford. Stamp. Kids are crazy. That is. I love it though. Yeah. I wanted to be a baseball player and country music singer. There's always two. Kids are never yeah. kids are never Why stuck not? on one. Yeah. Why we gotta choose one? Yeah, they don't stupid. Like that. We don't. See? Ever evolving, bro. Trying to limit me. What's your favorite cartoon?
1: All time The Simpsons is what was most right. influential and important to me when I was younger. It's hard
0: to say not not to say that.
1: Right now, uh I also think Bob's burgers is My going man. to be remembered bro. as uh, bro, oh. on the same level oh as The Simpsons. And I love How Bob's Burgers. How much?
0: I've watched every episode. Like I just keep starting it over. Yeah, dude. I laugh out loud still. Yeah, dude. I'm like four times through.
1: Yeah, dude. You know what it also has? What well, we were talking about earlier. It has heart. heart. It has fucking heart, heart. heart. Like The Simpsons did. Yes, dude.
0: I love those kids. And yes, I love Bob. And uh, all of their uh,
1: dynamics are so specific uh, and, and and uh 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 Louise, so there's like so kindness good. and humor and and strangeness. I mean it's a it's an incredible the so creators good. of that and the the performers in that, uh, they run a tight ship and I'm yeah. impressed by their work. Yeah. I think that
0: they're incredible. For sure. I can tell you right now that if I were to be doing a yellow pad right now, yeah, the, the answer to twenty one would look exactly like yours. Look at that. Simpsons connected but now Bob's burgers. Left side. Uh, strong side. All right. What's your favorite season? Um, I, as soon as you asked that, I like
1: heard that Future Island song. Do you know that? No. I've been waiting on you. Nobody, no, that's, it's a, Future <laughs> Islands has this really, really sick song called, um, I believe it's just called Seasons. And uh, they had a sort of pretty famous performance on David Letterman where they just like fucking killed it. And the lead singer is, uh, amazing as a live performer, and he just like crushes it because like part of his performance, hey, he sings like this, and like part of it, he is just like singing this sort of like very beautiful, um, more accessible voice. And at the end of that, you can tell David Letterman did not know how sick it was going to yeah. be and underestimated them, and his eyes are wide and he walks out on stage clapping and he's just like, "How about that? How about <laughs> that? I'll take all of that you got." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is. It is so funny. Um, That's sick. But my favorite season uh, is is summer. I like being in the middle of it. Yeah. I like being in the middle of it. I like the heat. Uh, I like uh, being in the middle of the stride. You know, winter, I don't, I like the long days. I hate the short days of winter. I am right. on the side of eternal daylight savings time. Let's make that permanent. I think that's an actual political agenda yeah, that I support. That. We were, we, you know, the country I think is pushing in that direction. I think it's a smart move. Um, and I like summer. I like the longer days. I like the heat and, uh, I like that it feels like that's, that's where we're supposed to be. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, there you go. I have AC now, so I'm allowed to like summer again. Yep. And oh. my dog
1: who was dying without it. Oh so my god, I, I'm back. I only had AC. I got AC for the first time in January. I yeah. was living inside that apartment in Silver Lake, which yeah. you've been to the building. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Uh no AC is even allowed. Brittle. Oh my God. In Brittle. the middle of summer, literally, I would I would take towels, I would cover them in water, correct. I would lay them across my naked body right. with the door to my apartment. Open. Right. I would leave the door to my apartment open, and Correct. all the windows for some sort of cross breeze. Sure. And looking back on that now, that is insane. A crazy person. <laughs> Anybody but could walk is- inside
0: <laughs> and both see me or steal. And things. what's amazing about Silver Lake is that apartment is g- now. I bet wh- wh- whoever got it is paying an incredible amount of money. Oh, oh yeah. For oh. an AC list place when i was in my old place i had i what i did was i took a fan yes i blew it on me but that just felt like someone going (sighs) like hot air so that sucked so i got a bowl of ice yes and i'd be naked and i would melt ice on my body until and then i would have about a 15 minute window to fall asleep yes because once that would dry and then i'd be hot again get another cube and have to do it and it was And I was like, I am paying how much? Yes. And I'd go into the other room, and my dog would just be laying on the couch like this. (laughs) And I'd just be like, at five in the morning, just like, you could hear me from the hallway. I'd just be going, I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let I, me rub this cube on you, and then you like bark, you know. <laughs> like, I know
1: exactly. I feel so connected to your experience. I had that, exact, oh. and with the dog, because oh. I, I have a lovely dog named yeah. Dizzy, right. and and you know, putting ice in her bowl, trying to oh. make like some, well, you, and then they're comfort. like, "You're not supposed to do that." And I'm yeah. like,
0: "Oh fuck!" fuck. Well, well, I don't what know, you know what to do. It's fucking ice. I don't know what. To That's do. bad for a dog. How would yeah. they make it? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so, but I'm um, but now I got AC. I got central air. I'm paying less. Life changing. Baby. I'm, I'm back. Life changing. I'm excited for summer for the first time in four years. Hell yeah! Fired up. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! W. Let's go. Let's go river rafting. Also. Hell yeah! Summer Kern shit. River. Yeah, dude. There's gonna be a lot of water from the snowmelt. Yes, there is. It's gonna be a big rafting here in up. Southern California. Let's do that. Baby. I'm gonna hit that. I'm in. Uh, favorite hobby. Speak of the devil.
1: So that great outdoors. I'm a fan of that. Hey. Not doing as much of it as I ought to do, but sure. I'm also not an infrequent um, outdoorsman. I love camping. Uh, I love hiking. I even do a bit of mountaineering. I did my first ice climb uh, recently with my friend Igor Kropotov, who is a legit cool. mountaineer. You know, he's climbed multiple uh, uh, peaks of the Seven Summits. He's done Damn. Denali, Mount McKinley. You know, he uh, Denali, which is Mount McKinley. He's also been to the North Pole and South Pole and, Damn. you know, Nepal. He's like a crazy climber. And, uh, you know, I've done Mount Whitney with him in spring, and we just did Mount Langley. Uh, in winter, I didn't summit. He did. I had to turn back all by myself because I was nervous about the weather and injured. Sure. Um, but I, I like I like climbing. I like yeah. there being like a specific goal that you know if you make it or you don't, you're working towards something. You're out in the middle of nature. Uh, I like that. I like a challenge. Yeah. It's
0: both literal and figurative. Yes. So exactly. when you do it, you're like I can now write my movie. Exactly. You know what I mean. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Um. All right. Who's your favorite monster? <laughs> um that's a picture I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's smiling my, face after that one hits. <laughs>
1: who's my favorite monster? Okay, my I'm going to do two. I'm I know I'm answering too many questions, which I think no, is good. also making this podcast go too long and you're then great. and then also cheating. But um my favorite monster is classic monster favorite is definitely Frankenstein. And sure. someday I will do the perfect Frankenstein costume for Halloween with the flat top head and everything except red hair. Peeking <laughs> over the crown, you know, you know how he has that little bit of hair yeah. that comes over the oh, top. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, uh, and but it'll be red, and I'll have the big boots and the sick suit. So Frankenstein's my favorite monster. I also intend on directing a Frankenstein film at some point in my life, which I'm very sick. looking forward to. Universal, I know you guys are jumping back <laughs> off on that monster tip. I know you guys are trying to reboot after that mummy mistake. Uh, I mean, and you bet your ass, they're listening to Yellow Piled session. So uh, you know, you hit your boy Tommy B up because I got a Frankenstein take that y'all freak out on. Um, but my favorite monster, also, I think Alex. Alex Jones is kind of a monster. Oh, he is such a fuck. Did you yeah. just listen to the, the Joe uh, Rogan uh,
0: one? Uh, oh, is he on Joe Rogan? He was on
1: fucking Joe. So the only thing I knew about Alex Jones. But also, first of all, yes. Um, and all I knew about him was that deplorable, disgusting, like Sandy Hook thing, which yeah. he had mentioned dozens of times as a denier of that, you know, purveying false right. claims all across the internet, which I think is dangerous. Yeah. Um, but he was on Joe Rogan. And, uh, 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 got to express some more nuanced views on certain conspiracy theories that allowed me to have a deeper look into an individual and not see him as just a monster right yeah. sort of demystify our monsters now now his in, his behavior and so many things that he does and I think that uh, uh infowars in general as an institution is fucking dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. yeah I think there's a lot of bad things uh, about it however I was
0: able to like see some things in him that I thought were like interesting well, and he, a certain he level he of humanized. intelligence he humanized himself he's a yeah. uh, there was a I think it was this American life—that just about that was a yeah. large part. Of it was about him, yeah. And it's just like he's always been this kind of person.
1: Yeah, he has been um, doing it for a long time. But yeah. again, there's also listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. There's, is, there's, is, there is more there than that. And I'm always excited whenever I like loathe somebody or I think something entirely, and then I see a different side again. Yeah. I am not an Alex Jones yeah, yeah. defender. The all, all <laughs> no, of his no, positions on it's, Sandy it's, Hook it's, are disgusting it's... and harmful to the world. Yeah. However, um he is he is like a mo- like his yelling, his screaming, his whole persona, he is like this crazy weird monster. Yeah. And I find him to be uh interesting now, rather than just being like loathsome and right. me staying right, away right, right, from right. him. Now I'm like, Oh, he's somebody I'm
0: interested in yeah. as like a character right. study. Very fast. Oh yeah, I feel the same way about spiders. You yeah. Know, like I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm scared of spiders. <laughs> but I'm fascinated by them because I'm scared of them. I look them up. I can tell you more about spiders than other animals that scare people because they're the ones that freak me out. So it's kind of like that. There's a fascination with this guy. He's a fucking big giant fucking fat spider. Yeah, there you go. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, what's your favorite music group? Favorite music group,
1: all time, Talking Heads. Uh, That's great. Speaking of ever evolving, like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, yeah. David Byrne is somebody who is constantly changing his sound, constantly working with new artists. You know, he is innovating as a musician. Uh, he is appreciative of uh, the work of a vast array of different artists. Uh, he is a smart and. Um, Good-looking and well-dressed man. Yeah, he is a style icon and has the
0: voice of a of an interesting angel. I
1: love, I love, I love, <laughs> I love, I love David
0: Byrne and Talking Heads. Yeah, I love them. You can't, you can't go wrong. I've never done a deep dive into the Talking Heads, dude. But I, but I, I know I'm overdue for it, dude. There's a Jonathan Demi movie,
1: um, uh, of uh, their concert series, Stop Making Sense, and it is just
0: so good. Um, you should you should definitely take a deep dive into yeah. Talking Heads. All right, it's happening, and I need that. I'm about to go on a road trip tomorrow. There should you go, be, dude. Yeah, there you go. I mean,
1: great road trip music. So there positive. So much. So much positivity inside of inside of so much of that music. It yeah. is fun and it is irreverent, but it is smart. It's it's the best. Yeah. Word. There you go. Um, favorite teacher ever. Favorite teacher ever. Probably Stephanie Schroyer um you know we had a lot of great teachers in college and i've had so many great teachers throughout my life the reason why stephanie schroyer is such a a quick and immediate answer is because she is the person who told me that i should try directing and uh so i probably i don't know if i would be doing what i'm doing now uh, if it weren't because of her. I wanted to be a director when I was younger in high school and I got rejected from USC, ended up wandering around undecided, sort of stumbled into an audition and ended up in um, All's Well That Ends Well um, mm-hmm. at USC. I remember that. And, um, and then ended up in the BFA program, was sort of like struggling, surrounded by some really talented actors and just I was just doing something different and they were they were better at it than me and I didn't know I was hitting my head against the wall, you know, and, uh, and she helped me discover, you know, a different way into the same work. And right. to use what I was learning in, you know, through through a separate door. And I fell in love with directing and it's largely because of Steph Schroer. Yeah. And she's also crazy, like, yeah, you know I is. loved all of
0: her stuff. <laughs> uh, she's great. She is great. She yeah. is great. Steph Schroer is fantastic, holler. Hollister. Holla, 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 holla. holla. Uh, favorite teacher now?
1: My favorite teacher now, not looking back on my other teachers, but yeah, you're uh, mm-hmm. the person who's teaching me now. Uh, Favorite teacher now is Sam Harris, who I've mentioned a few times in this Mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, Sam Harris uh, is a big influence on uh, helping me uh, navigate the world as it is and teaching me how to see things and what to be looking at. Yeah. like right so there's so much out there like we were talking about with TV shows and movies there's so much out there that it's hard to know what to spend your attention on right and I find and I trust Sam's instincts on what one should be paying attention to and then I trust his instincts on how to dissect those those things and and how to uh, uh, navigate that particular attention yeah so uh, he's my favorite teacher right now and and I find him to be a a, a very helpful figure he's the closest thing that I have to uh, yeah to a teacher love that
0: yeah and it's always you gotta have someone yeah. I always love that question for people because I just think it's an important thing to to know Yeah, we're always learning and people are like I don't have a teacher now it's like you do you do yeah. who is it and not find one yeah <laughs> uh, alright here's a big one favorite number <laughs> my favorite number is ready one <laughs> two
1: three bang my favorite number is three yeah uh, three is great uh, I use it <laughs> I use it in my writing a lot. Uh it it was my number at, at a certain point for hockey before twenty seven took over. There you go. Um and three is just it's which a great which is a multiple number. of three. It's a mu- which is a multiple of three nine. Three times Twenty seven. Oh my go, god, buddy. how about that, baby? Um and yeah, it just it's a good number. I like three. It's a fine number. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it.
0: Uh favorite college. U S C. Right on. Hope Wait, they get Paul, their shit can together. I, can I get can
1: I get this? Can I get this? yeah that's right (laughs) fight on dude fight on brother i had a great experience there i i I liked a great many of our teachers not all but a great many of our teachers i found to be incredible which
0: if if you're if you're shooting over 50 percent
1: yeah, you're in a good place. You're in a good place, and we had the experience of like and then the f- full football, but we're inside of like a conservatory. But then there's like a giant band with the spirit of Troy and a football yeah. team, and, and everyone drinks a Kool Aid.
0: Yeah, dude, I loved it. And as and we talk about like our big group of friends, mm-hmm. that's a huge through line. Is, is USC? Absolutely. Yeah. It was a, it was a great experience out there, and I appreciate what they gave to me. There you go. Uh, favorite sport to
1: watch? Same as the favorite sport to play. I think. Hockey. Hockey. Um, I probably watch more football. Which I, I really enjoy being in a football game, mm-hmm. and I love watching football on TV as well. It's a, I think it's a great sport. Some people don't like the the all the stop time, right? Right. Like so, you're you're there's a lot of breaks in between plays, and um not not as sort of trying as baseball. I think for people right. who aren't who aren't fans of baseball, if you're not a fan of baseball and you're watching, people are just Tough. bleeding with boredom. Often, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think hockey is it's so fast you know, and you can't can skilled match and violent. No pace. It's,
0: it's yeah. like. Soccer, but closer in and faster. It's yeah, constant. What,
1: what's your favorite sport to watch? Because you're more of a, a sports. I would say football.
0: Yeah, but I mean, put me in front of a TV for just about any of them, and I'm I'm into it. And you're, you know in, what I mean? Like, I just love sports. I yeah, just dude. love it's. It formed me yeah. who I am. Yeah, dude. So uh, yeah, but hockey's you can't beat it. Once like my my eyes adjusted to the game, yeah, and I could follow it. Yes. Without the glowing puck from the late 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Remember. Oh, my God. Never forget. Never forget. Uh, Yeah, it's great. And the best, Doc Emmerich is the best play-by-play announcer maybe in the history of sports who does. Doc Emmerich. Emmerich, He does a lot of, like, the big hockey games. Okay. But his ability to describe what's happening, how quickly it's moving. Yes. And if you listen to him, next time you watch a hockey game, if he's doing it. Yeah. Listen to the words he uses to say pass. Yes, because it's like shuffles it to blah who Who? Yes, who, yes, yes. Lofts yes, lo- yes, yes. it to blah, blah, blah to yes. sh- Who? Like you know, and just and he's just doing it. <laughs> score Yeah, it's just he's incredible.
1: Have he's you ever incredible. been to a minor league hockey game? No, down in San Diego we have the San Diego Gulls. I'm not sure if they're still playing. Actually, I believe they may just have re booted. I think they were off for a little while. I'm not sure. I haven't been tracking their history don't yeah. go to as much as I ought to. But uh but the goals games is what I, when I was playing hockey when I was younger, we'd go to the the oh, minor yeah. league games it's just fun, and it's dude. sort of like WWF meets Meets professional sports. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah, 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 that's, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. It's a little, little more fight going on. Yeah, People throwing shoes onto the ice. Yeah, and they're all tr- and it's uh, there's desperation involved because they're yeah. not making tons of money yep. and they're trying to get their way yep. up too. I mean, it's it's yeah. There's there's a lot there. Yeah, so I, love I also love right now is soccer. Have you been to a go to an LAFC game? It's the best time of your life, man. No, but who was talking to me?
1: One of our friends was talking to me about that recently. It's I think so it was fun. Austin. He yeah. was telling me I needed it's to go check best, that dude. out. It's yeah, the best.
0: I'm in. Yeah, we'll get we'll we'll do it. It's too fun. It's right next to downtown it just did it like, just did. Uh, early early march great so we'll go do that let's get into it favorite high school Steel Canyon High School. I'm going to stay
1: true to my, my Steel colors. Steel Canyon? Steel Canyon High School in Hamul, California. That's where I went to high school. We were the first graduating class Home of Steel of the, Canyon. Home of the Cougars. Ooh. Yeah, our mascot, Aww. Scratch. Uh, I was ASB president <laughs> of, uh, of Steel Great, Canyon man. High School. Had a babe. Um, uh, and very, very deeply involved in a number of clubs. I founded Rough Cut Film Club. Not sure, sure if that's still sure. around or not, but I founded that. Yeah, we were the first graduating class, so when we went there, we were freshmen.
0: That's exciting,
1: Uh, and there were no upperclassmen, and then they just started filling in classes below us. That's why. So we were always the seniors. It
0: was very interesting experience. Yeah, cool, cool. One last question. Tell me, you ready for it? I'm ready. All right, your favorite holiday. Holiday road. Holiday road. (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm, be oh,
1: nothing, nothing beats Christmas, bro. Right. I mean, nothing beats Christmas for That's me. Uh, I mean, it's, I agree. My mom uh, is a very special woman and is a, is what I'd call a Disney mom. Mm. You know, she really believes everything perfect. Birthdays and, sweet and, and Disney's and, and Christmas and, you know, th- all of that. And, uh, you know, I personally, you know, yeah, my best memories are of Christmas and I look forward to trying to create. Some version of that for my children. Yeah, I, I really I, there was there was value in that, and and I and I loved it. Oh yeah. And so Christmas is my favorite. That's my why favorite holiday. Christmas
0: season comes around, I go nuts. Yeah. Still because yeah. Of, I had the same kind of upbringing where Christmas was just f- sacred and we all just loved it. So like I, going and finding a Christmas tree is like yes. the greatest thing I ever do. And I like well, I've lived in apartments where you're you, there's no way you can have a Christmas tree, and I haul up eight footers. Yeah. I like, uh, <laughs> like I will I will I will get a fucking giant tree in there because i will want to bury my face in the douglas fur and go yeah, yeah 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 And just breathe it in constantly like i'll get up from my couch or i'm working or wherever and i will just like without saying anything just kind of saunter over to the tree bury my face in it take a big sniff and then go right back to where i was because that's i just love it yeah dude I the
1: smells it. the music oh yeah john denver and the
0: muppets hello yeah dude gotta get it great history there great history there oh my god yeah tom you did it I did it. Can you believe it? Thank you, you you Clay. This was very fun. Uh, Tell me me about things that uh, people can see of yours, where they can find things of yours, what... Anything that you can we can talk about I mean I know we have welcome to mercy absolutely where can we find that Uh, you can find Welcome
1: welcome mercy was released by IFC in uh, in theaters uh, back in November you can find Mm -hmm. it online and all the usual platforms to purchase I believe it will be going to Hulu at some point shortly Um, so you'll be able to find it there for free um, or if you're a Hulu member Uh, feed is also available on all uh, purchase VOD platforms That was out by Sony uh, last July Uh, you can find me at Doc danger on all social media media platforms but I don't use any of them very frequently but Just you can you can hit me up on Instagram anyway TommyBertelson.com. My man. Yeah, and I got some things coming up. So look out, we got a podcast coming hopefully in April. Um, cool. That, that I wrote, uh, uh, directed, and am performing. Um, so that's going to be a seven episode podcast coming out in just a little while here. Um, all about my trip to Latvia and the crazy things that happened there. Right. Um, and I'm uh, and, um, writing a movie I'm really passionate about and packaging some other things that I shouldn't be talking about. But uh, yeah.
0: Stay busy, up. baby. Yeah, dude. Proud of you're doing great, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, homie. All right. Bye. Peace. All right. So that was Tommy Bertelson. That guy fucking rocks. He I was just telling him after we got done that I think he's just the most thoughtful guest i probably had on this thing, on the on the pod, which is just it's just fun. It just makes it go by quick. And I love it. Um, what else? What other things? So you guys, check out Welcome to Mercy. Check out all his, uh, follow him on Instagram, all the things. He's, he's got a bright future ahead of him, and you want to get on it now. Um, a couple other things. Guys, send me emails. You want to email me? I'll read it. And then if you want to ask a question, I'll ask it. How cool would that be? So uh, clay at yellowpodsessions.com. Um, follow me on Instagram at yellowpodsessions. Twitter at yellowpodsessions. Um, and that's it. You guys, you guys are all cool, I bet. Some of you, most of you. I bet most of you are. Some of you might suck. I don't know. How many people listen to this? Mom, dad, you listening? Anyway, uh, tune in next week. I bet the show's great. Bye.